Loads of people know that investing in real estate is a great way to build wealth. But where do you start? In my prior video, we walked through a step-by-step -step guide to invest actively in multifamily real estate. Active investing is just one option and way more hands-on than most want to handle. So in this video, I cover passive investing in multifamily real estate for beginners. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf, the show with weekly topics designed to help you learn how to build your ideal life through real estate investing. My name is Kenny Wolf, and I've been a real estate syndicator and investor for over 11 years now. And in this time, I've built a successful real estate investment firm, Wolf Investments. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode comes out. Investing in multifamily real estate has really caught on in the past 12 years. Out of the 2008 crash came big time investment opportunities in 2010. Since then, we've seen investors flock to multifamily real estate as an investment. I couldn't tell you how many self-professed gurus there are out there now in the multifamily space. Let's first break down what we mean when we say multifamily real estate. Most folks interested in real estate investing are familiar with a property that's just one unit, which we call a single family home. A residential property is considered a multifamily property if it contains more than four housing units. There are so many roles that an investor can play when investing in multifamily real estate. As mentioned in my other video, some of you will love the idea of being an active investor. So that's the person that wants to be knee deep in finding, acquiring, operating, and disposing of multifamily properties. That's definitely a full-time job and not for the faint of heart. Lots of blood and sweat go into being an active investor. I personally love the work, so for me, it's not a job. Most investors are going to prefer the passive investing route. That's for those that want to hang out on the beach and have ACHs hit your bank accounts without you doing anything more than researching who you trust with your hard-earned money. You have to select the right investment properties that fit your return goals and types, and then monitoring your investments with the monthly or sometimes quarterly updates and then redeploying the cash flow, the refi proceeds, or sales proceeds into new investments. Everybody needs passive income, but some of you solely want that passive income to live life on your own terms. So before you start investing in multifamily real estate, you need to know where you want to end up. Do you want to be an active or a passive investor? For those that want to be a passive investor, the steps you need to follow are greatly reduced compared to those that want to be an active investor. That's the whole point to investing passively. You're able to invest in commercial real estate investments without giving up your time and let seasoned professionals operate these assets. In this video, we'll go over the steps for a passive investor. Step one is finding the right syndicator. Yes, you heard that right. It's not location, the business plan, or exit strategy. Those do come later, but the first thing you need to vet out is who is driving the ship. As a passive investor, you are more investing in the operator. That syndicator is the one going to be at the helm and steering through all the ups and downs that a multifamily investment throws at them. They need to be able to handle the many different scenarios that operating a multifamily asset presents. Success in multifamily investing is highly dependent on the operations at the property. There are many moving parts from rehab, leasing, maintenance, etc. So you need someone who is seasoned and has the right team around them. No syndicator is a one person show. We all have our team of property management, insurance, mortgage brokers, 
general contractors, and commercial brokers here at Wolf Investments. Also, make sure you get references of other investors that have invested with that syndicator. You're investing a big chunk of money with minimums typically starting at 50K, so you should definitely get references. That's a lot of your hard-earned money, so make sure that you do your homework right. References can be a great way to see how that syndicator performed in the past through those ups and downs we mentioned above. Now that doesn't guarantee future success, but at least you know that other investors have invested with that syndicator and hopefully had a great return and experience. Step two is looking at the overall returns and the timing of those returns and the tax benefits that are passed on to the passive investors. Every passive investor, investor's investment return needs are different. You may be later on in your years and want a monthly stable cash flow, and that need trumps the need for, to maximize your overall return. Or maybe you are just starting out on investing and you need to grow your nest egg faster. Then you want to more focus on total returns and should focus on real estate investments where you get your initial equity return faster through a refi. Now those refinance proceeds are not taxed, so you can go out and reinvest those dollars and get them working again faster, hence the growth. The next thing to keep in mind are different types of tax shields that come with the different types of real estate investments. This is the last year for 100% bonus depreciation, and then next year it drops to 80%, with the year after that dropping all the way down to 60%, and on, and on it goes. So this is the last year for the best of the best depreciation, and multifamily real estate usually is, has the highest amount of depreciable assets, like appliances, flooring, roofs, etc. So most of our multifamily offerings generate a 50% write-off in the first year you invest in one of our multifamily investments. That's huge for folks that had a sale or had other investment income where that big write-off can offset those investment returns or capital gains. It matters what you make, but it more matters what you keep. So make sure to know what types of returns you need to hit your investment goals and make sure to keep in mind how to stay tax efficient. Okay, so you heard that real estate is all about location, 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 and that's not wrong. There are many other factors, but location is a big deal. The whole theory behind investing in real estate is that there's no more land being made. So if you can find an awesome piece of dirt or a teardown to create a new A-class piece of real estate, you'll have very limited competition. Take that one step further, and there are no more B and C-class multifamily real estate or assets being built as it costs way too much in land cost, materials, and labor to build middle-class multifamily housing. So for our existing multifamily and when we develop multifamily assets that we acquire, we look at business-friendly states, cities that have a growing population, low unemployment, and a diverse employer base. Now, when we look at the triple net or double net properties that we buy here at Wolf Investments, such as Walgreens, Dollar General, uh, Family Dollar, Advanced Auto Parts, etc., we look at traffic counts and demographics as our tenants rely on that when deciding where to rent space. In triple net investing, we care less about landlord-friendly states as no one is trying to cancel Dollar General's rent. We do want to invest in cities that have a solid median income, a growing population, and other factors that our retail tenants look at. All right, so now that you have vetted the syndicator, you checked out to see if the returns of that investment match your investment goals, and you like the location of the assets, it's now time to dig in a little on the underwriting assumptions. 
That's some really good jargon there for what assumptions were made by the syndicator to execute their business plan and hit the projected returns. Now you as a passive probably won't spend the time to do a complete full bore underwriting of the asset as you need to know a lot of the ins and outs of real estate investing to be effective there. But what you can do is ask the syndicator a few questions around their business plan assumptions. These are the areas where I've seen syndicators cheat to make their spreadsheet really sing and light up. On the revenue assumptions, you should ask where they pulled their rent comps from. Are there other like-kind real estate assets in the area already performing and getting those same rents? On the expense side, make sure to ask if they adjusted for property taxes and if they got a third-party property management company to vet the operational expenses. Preferably, that management company has assets already in the area. And then on the exit assumption, make sure they use the right cap rate. Now, cap rate is the art part of underwriting as there's nowhere those are posted online. If the cap rate is the same as where they bought it, then that's probably fine. To be really conservative, there should be some padding thrown on there from the acquisition cap rate. There are times where that isn't necessary, but they better be in an A-class location where you'll get institutional investors interested in your asset. The last step is making sure that the syndicator and investors are fully aligned. So let's unpack that. A syndicator works hard, they take a lot of risks to land a new investment offering, and they should get rewarded for all of that hard work. Now the passive investors also need to get rewarded to, uh, for funding a lot of the investment. So a syndicator should be setting up the profit splits that are fair to both parties. Not only that, but if the goal is to hold the asset long-term, then the profit split should be set up accordingly. And vice versa. If the property is meant to be a fix-up, a lease-up, and sell quickly, then a different profit split structure should be set up. Again, you're looking to make sure that the carrots out there for the syndicator match up with the business plan of the investment. I've been in multiple syndications as a passive investor, and I highly prefer to hold real estate long-term. The syndicator stated that the business plan was to acquire the asset, complete our big rehab, lease it up, do a refi where we pull out a lot of our initial equity out of the property, and then hold it long-term for cash flow. Due to how the profit splits were set up, the syndicator received an acquisition fee at the time we acquired the asset. The syndicator had to pay a 7% preferred return, so the syndicator made almost nothing off the operational cash flow during the whole period. And then the syndicator was paid big when it sold. So how long do you think we held that asset? Three years, when it was projected to hold five to seven years. Now it was a good return at the end of the day. We about doubled our money as passive investors in that three-year window, but the cash-out refi and long-term cash flow didn't happen. Do you blame the syndicators for wanting to get in, get out, and on to the next one? Yes, that's a first-world problem when you about double your investment in three years. But it did take away some long-term passive cash flow I thought I had created as a passive investor and I needed to shield my capital gains sooner than expected as well. Again, first world problems. So you wanna invest in multifamily real estate. Today we talked about the five steps a passive investor would take to analyze what investment offerings to place their hard earned investment dollars in. Passive investors have fewer steps than active investors, but that's the point, right? 
Make sure to do your homework on this indicator, look at the investments that hit your types of returns you need, and happy investing. This has been Real Estate Investing with Kenny Wolf. Thanks so much for listening.